stars. Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success birds, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope that you are having a wonderful week and that you are ready to party with us today. We have a very fun show for you. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we will also be coming to you through Be The Star You Are charity. You can find out more about the charity at bethestaryouare.org. Well, in segment two, you'll want to stay tuned because most of us are acquainted with everyday aches and pains, and some of us after an injury or after surgery or after COVID or even without even any event, um, you have different kinds of pain, you know, the ones that linger and they don't respond to medications. So today I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Saloni Sharma with her book, The Pain Solution. It is a, a patient-proven approach to pain prevention, relief, and eradication without medication, surgery, or special equipment. And you know what? We all want to hear about that. And in our last segment, Parenting, it is one of the most difficult jobs on the planet. If you are a, pa- a parent, you already know it. And what I am suggesting today is that we give parents everywhere a nice big pat on the back for doing a great job because parenting is so hard. It is so critical. And we don't get, as parents, we just, we just don't get enough uh, praise. So we'll be talking about how we can do that uh, in our segment three. And right now, you know, summer is upon us. Happy summer. Yes, it was uh, the first day of summer was yesterday. And I don't know where you are, but here in California, it is hot, hot, hot. And what does that mean? It means that we are also in a drought. We have water restrictions and What are we going to grow in our garden? So we're going to uh, go into the garden because, as we know, I am the goddess gardener. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity, bethestaryouare.org. You can make a donation for special events. You know, we just had Father's Days. There's birthdays. There's graduations. There's baby showers. There's weddings. Or if even in memoriam, we just got a lovely donation for a lovely lady um, who has gone to the other side. And it's always really nice to celebrate someone. So this is by Leonardo da Vinci. Water is the driving force of all nature. Wow, that really hits home, doesn't it? So welcome to summer. It is going to be a hot one. And if the newest studies reviewing tree rings are correct, we are currently in the worst drought here in California 
since 800 AD, and it might be the worst drought on the whole West Coast. The first three months of this year registered the least rain and snow on record. And while we plunge into pools to cool off, our gardens are going to struggle to survive. So conserving water is top of mind as our climate becomes warmer. And it's time for all of us to plan to grow water wise. I was just reading in Smithsonian about the Arctic Circle and how not only are the ice caps melting, but the um, the the ice underneath is melting. And even in Nome, Alaska, they are thinking that um, it's there. It's going to become a seaport where ships are going to be able to come in and out. Evidently, houses, you know, there's all this kind of slow earthquake happening and houses are tilting. All kinds of things are happening. So the perma the permafreeze is going away. Now, it could mean a big boom for some people like the gold rushers or people who are looking for minerals um, but or gas. You know, that's the other oil is uh, lots of oil is under there. But for the for the natives that have lived there for thousands of years, you know, their grocery store was the sea. And now they can't get all the things that they used to get because they can't, there's no, um, there's no ice. Now, I recently attended a seminar sponsored by Monrovia, and I came away with increased awareness of how to maintain healthy landscapes during the dry seasons, of which we are going to be having many. There are numerous plants besides cacti and succulents that I've talked about in the past that have low water requirements. So when we rethink drought-tolerant landscapes, we may continue to enjoy our gardens with colorful and interesting trees, grasses, shrubs, and flowers. But you've got to learn what the contenders are. So these are some contenders for drought-tolerant perennial gardens. Salvia, blanket flower, catmint, agastache, guara, milkweed, penstemon, verbena, mallow, red-hot poker, kangaroo paw, geranium, Spanish lavender, African daisy, lantana, yarrow, status, everlasting or, um, or perennial sweet pea. Oh, that's so pretty. Echinacea, sage, sea holly, rose, and feverview, uh, coreopsis as well. Now, that's just some of them. I mean, there are definitely more, but these are the ones that I think really do the best in, um, in a you know, drought kind of garden. Now, shrubs with minimal water needs would be Cianthos, which is the California lilac. It's a native plant. Bottle brush. Pride of Madeira. That is that really striking blue, purple, spiky plant that you see a lot of times on trails, on hillsides, and also along... Um, Along the bays, you know, the like water bays. Heavenly bamboo, pittosporum, smoke tree, catoni ester, butterfly bush. And for those of you who love hydrangeas, they are a great shrub that will not need a lot of water. But they do need three to four years to set their roots. And then they're going to do fine. Younger specimens are going to require more water. So if you're planting hydrangeas now... Just be sure you're going to be watering them frequently. Now, vines that I really like and recommend are bougainvillea, honeysuckle, jasmine, 
climbing and rambling roses. And again, everything needs to to be um, acclimatized first so that the roots are growing deeper. Now, annuals are really different. They don't have roots that go as deep as perennials, and they focus energy on flowering, which requires increased moisture. But these particular annuals that I'm going to share with you usually require only weekly watering, you know, and you water down to one inch as opposed to daily drinks of most annuals. So if you're going to be planting in this hot weather, think of adding these. Zinnia, marigold, cleome, portulaca. Portulaca almost looks like a succulent. California poppy, globe amaranth, vinca, chamomile, cosmos, sunflower, and wax begonia. And some of these will reseed, like um, California poppy reseeds, marigolds reseeds, zinnias sometimes will reseed, chamomile definitely reseeds, um, cosmos sometimes will, but you can save the seeds and plant them. Sunflowers, I suggest saving the seeds and planting them. And wax begonias, I just, when they die back, I don't pull them out because they'll come back. So to minimize water waste, you need to prioritize planting drought-tolerant perennials, shrubs, and trees, and augment with color spots of annuals. And the established plants are going to do better in a drought than in a newly planted landscape. A plant is considered established when its roots have taken hold and they have spread in the soil. Now, just, you know, a rule of thumb is perennials take a year to be established plants, and a shrub could take two to three years. Most trees are going to need three or more years to be established. And for this reason, I always advise my uh, garden clients to plant a garden in either early spring or in fall when the weather is milder and you won't need any daily watering. Now, in a drought, paying attention to all of our trees is critical. You have to give established trees a deep soak every three to four weeks to keep the roots from rising to the surface. Trees will experience leaf drop in the heat, but the tree will survive. Like my magnolias right now, oh my gosh, driving my husband crazy because there's so much leaf drop. Um, and I am giving them a deep soak like once a month. But, you know, and they're, they're doing fine. They're not, they're not struggling, but they are losing their leaves. But it is a, the a magnolias are an evergreen, so it's kind of natural that they would leave lose leaves and then they'll get some new ones. Now, if your trees are two years old or younger, an easy way to give them a good drink is just to drill some holes in a five-gallon bucket, fill the bucket up, and allow the water to slowly trickle to the roots. Now, when you use a soaker wand, make sure to position it six feet or more from the trunk of the tree or at the end of the canopy as that's where the roots will be. Roots are not at the base of the tree, and that's the mistake that so many people make is by putting the roots, um, I mean, by putting the watering right close to the base. Now, uh, in California, native trees that will be beautiful and survive in a drought will include olive, pomegranate, fig, marina strawberry, desert willow, pistache, mimosa, manzanita, crepe myrtle, and redbud. And as you notice, most of these are Mediterranean plants that are also 
growing around the Mediterranean. So the climate there is very similar to, to ours. Now, here's something really important. Most people just love oak trees. And I like oak trees too. They are a native tree. They grow, they can live, a, sometimes they'll live a hundred years or more and they are quite beautiful, but you have to keep your eye on them. They tend to topple over without any wind when they either have too much moisture or not enough. And it's hard to know what they have. But just in the last few weeks, I have had three separate people have giant oak trees that have that were probably at least, oh, I don't know, 75 to 100 years old, topple on their houses or in their backyard. Fortunately, nobody was killed, but um, trees that topple do kill people, so we have to be very careful. And as much as we love our vegetable gardens, this season only grow what you will eat or share with family and friends because the lack of water, it is not prudent to overplant. Herbs are mostly drought tolerant and especially rosemary. Now to grow in water wise knowledge, we need to embrace a few varied techniques for watering. So here they are in a nutshell. Water early in the day before the temperature warms. Test your soil to determine its dryness and then only water when the soil is two to four inches down dry. So that's how you test it. Just you know, you can put a pencil in it and pull it out and see if it's wet or if it um, comes out, you know, crumbly. Even on the hottest days, don't be tempted to give your plants an extra drink. And make sure to group plants with similar watering needs in one area. Check all your irrigation systems for leaks and make sure to inspect your drip systems to make sure that the hoses are not strangling plants. And sometimes we put our hoses in and then... The plants overgrow and the hoses tangle around them and it can strangle the plant. Then water deeply twice a week to keep your plants alive. But mulch, mulch, mulch with layers of at least three inches. Don't put it right at the base, but you want three inches throughout your garden. And when adding to your garden this summer, do so on a cool or a cloudy day. And then include water conserving measures indoors by taking shorter showers Keep a bucket in your shower or your sink or a teapot and then use that to pour water on your containers in your house or outside in your patio or even just your regular garden. Now, some people, if you're old enough, you might remember the water restrictions from the extreme droughts of the 1970s or you might have read about it. And the slogan was, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow as each flush wasted seven gallons. So that's just food to think about. Now this week through the 26th is designated as pollinator week. Bees, butterflies, birds, bats, beetles, wops, and moths, as well as other smaller mammals, transport pollen to various species to help our gardens grow. And without our pollinators, we as humans would have no food. So honor these hardworking garden helpers by making your garden pollinator-friendly, pollinator which means eliminating insecticides, pesticides, and anything that could kill them. So take a plunge and grow water-wise this summer. So have a very safe and healthy summer. Happy growing and happy gardening. And when we come back from break, we will be talking to Dr. Saloni Shama, 
and she will be telling us about her book, The Pain Solution, and what she has learned from her own experience and what she uses in her practice. Don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. We'll be back in a bit. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business well, you're going to be so glad that you stayed with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, because our next guest is going to help us relieve pain, especially preventing back pain, knee pain, muscle pain, joint pain, all without medication. I have Dr. Saloni Sharma with me. She is the author of The Pain Solution. She's a double board certified a physician in pain management and rehabilitation management. She's also co-chair of pain management and spine rehabilitation for the American Academy of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. Hello, Dr. Sharma, and thank you for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you for having me, Cynthia. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate it. Well, you know, I want to start. I'm really excited to have you because... You started off your book with the line about two metal rods ran the length of my spine. I'm assuming you were diagnosed with scoliosis as a child. Is that true? 
Yes, that's correct. And that refers yeah. to the brace I had to wear. Yes. Well, and the reason I, when I saw that, I just cringed because I too was diagnosed with scoliosis as a child. However, my family did not have the money to get me the braces that, you know, that the doctors uh, required. And my, one of my best girlfriends who was the daughter of a lead physician, she also has scoliosis and she spent a year in that brace that you're talking about um, on her back, you know, in bed. And it, I, I just, to this day, I just think how horrific that had to have been. So I'm so happy that you went on to become a pain solution doctor because there just is no reason to have to do that. And I think that practice has been discontinued. Am I right? Yes, thank you. Yeah, they, they don't make people do bed rest. They still do brace kits, but the, the braces aren't so um, kind of archaic anymore. I know. They, I mean, it really looked, those braces were frightening looking. It looked almost like you were in a, uh, a torture chamber, right? Definitely. It was really awkward. I mean, it was like a collar, dog collar propping my chin up. And then there was like a plastic cage and there were three rods. And yeah, it was just not, not great for a middle school girl. Let's put it that way. No, no. Yeah. And, and um, uh, my girlfriend actually was, I think, yeah, it was eighth grade. She was eighth grade when it happened. So she missed her whole eighth grade to ninth grade because she was in this brace where uh, they put some kind of lift in my shoe and somehow it, it got better. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, I'm so glad yours got better. Yes, it did. It did. So let's talk about the pain solution because I, I just love the idea of being able to step back and take care of, of, um, of the pain that we all are going to experience in life through the methods that you talk about because there's such an epidemic, you know, the opioid epidemic right now, as well as just overuse of medications. It's just too easy to take a pill. And you talk about how we can literally change um, our whole body chemistry through proper diet and through eating about, uh, more correctly, you know, with just the right things. So could you, first of all, talk about that? So uh, what is, you know, the, the one of the ways that we can change our our whole body um, outlook and get rid of pain through diet. Sure. Thank you for that great introduction. And, and you're so right. I mean, just being human means at some point we're going to have pain, so this really applies to everyone, unfortunately. But you're right. There's simple things we can do. So even through nutrition, like you're mentioning, we can have fibrous and plant-based foods that have phytonutrients. So phyto means plant. So these are plant nutrients that we don't make and we don't have as humans, and we have to get from these plants and they can act as anti-inflammatory molecules, antioxidants, and they can really improve our health. There's actually been research that it charges the immune system and protects joints, so it can slow down joint degeneration, and they can see these changes on x-ray, so it's really neat. It's not just something theoretical. You know, there's actually black and white data. So if we can kind of boost our intakes of fruits and vegetables and try to stay away from what's called fat or the standard American diet, that can make a huge difference on how much inflammation then therefore how much pain we have. Well, you have a, an, a prescription pad that you talk about crushing pain and inflammation with the Relief 5R plan. Refuel with natural unprocessed food, revitalize through regular movement, recharge through restorative sleep, refresh by building resilience, 
and relate by connecting with others. Those are five really, really important plans. And um, you give many examples of how even just, you know, tweaking your lifestyle a little bit, we can eliminate some of the pain. So do you want to take each one of those, um, the Relief 5R plan, and discuss it a little in more depth? Sure. Yes, that sounds wonderful. So refuel, like we started to talk about, refers to food or nutrition. So it's really focusing on our fuel and how that affects inflammation and pain. So we want to do tangible goals, and that's part of the book, too, is I don't want to just explain people why it matters, which, of course, is very important, but also the how-to. And we don't want it to be really onerous where you have to have personal chefs and personal trainers. And, you know, if, if, if your audience can afford that, that's lovely. But for most people, that's not realistic. We just want it to be simple, practical changes. When we talk about refuel, you know, increasing the fruits and vegetables like we started to talk about, I mean, that can affect your gut microbiome, and that has a big impact on inflammation and pain. That can affect your inflammatory levels. It can affect how much antioxidant work you have going on. Even the pattern of eating and intermittent fasting, there's levels um, that get impacted by that. So there's big differences we can make with our nutrition. But going back to the concrete part of refuel, it's doing simple changes that add up to big relief or what I call micro-boosts. So it's not just eat more veggies. It's I will fill half my dinner plate with colorful vegetables. That's a true goal and a true micro boost. That's something you can track and be proud of when you complete it and know that That's you're helping that rainbow, fuel your body right? in a better way. Having a rainbow of colors. You know, I mean, we, we talk about that pretty often is if your plate is colorful, most likely you're eating more healthily. That's so true. Yeah, so that old adage, eat the rainbow, you know, there's actually a lot of data to it. Sounds kind of, you know, just silly, but it, there's so much data behind it. And the different colors have different phytonutrients, and so it can help you in different ways. And those colorful plants, that actually is what protects plants and helps them fight off pests and protects them for disease. When we get that, it helps us too. So that's sort of a little snippet about refuel, and there's a lot more in, in there. The next part of the 5R plan is revitalize, and that means more movement. And once again, you don't have to spend two hours at the gym every day, you know, and get really into this. It can just be little bits of movement throughout the day. They've actually done studies of just working out for half an hour and then being sedentary or sitting and laying for the other 23 and a half hours is not as effective as being being more active and moving throughout the day. So if you can even do three 10-minute bits of exercise, if you can get up every two hours from your computer, just put a little timer on your phone, that can make a difference. So there's lots of little ways that can, again, help with inflammation. I actually like to talk about exercise as secret sauce. And what that refers to is the things that exercise releases. So it releases endorphins, which are natural painkillers. It releases serotonin. It helps with serotonin being more active and more available. And as you may know, um, the number one antidepressants in the U.S. work with serotonin. So this is sort of getting that serotonin boost without taking pills. It also helps with your endocannabinoid system, which is your natural marijuana-type system, so feel-good chemicals. It helps with dopamine, which is a reward system. It also activates myokines. So there's lots of things it does that helps with inflammation, but also helps with mood and helps with pain. So just getting a little more movement in your day can make a big difference. And if you do it outside, that's like bonus points because yes, there's a lot of nature. good data about being outside. Absolutely. Yeah, there's and a lot of things like taking... fresh air and you're seeing, you know, green trees and hearing the birds and anything that's outside, I think, is always better. It is. It's so much better for you. And there's little things called like an awe walk. There's data where if you just take a 15-minute walk every day and try to look for something that's awe-inspiring and take a picture of it, that can make a big difference. 
So there's lots of little tweaks you can do that can make your day better in terms of mood, but also pain and inflammation. So they all kind of go together, right? Like the mind and body are not separate things. I think that's really a silly notion. You know, they're not two different planets. They're the same being. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you do something that's good for your mind, it's good for your body. If you do something that's good for your body, it's good for your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like with meditation or, or, um, you know, just pausing for a little bit. I mean, I just find that if we can take, I guess that is, uh, that's part of probably the refresh, right? Is to pause and reflect. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and just have this attitude of gratitude when you embrace that, it's just so good for the rest of your day. It truly is. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And, you know, the next part's recharge, which is focusing on sleep, but sort of jumping ahead to refresh. You know, I talk about an adult timeout, which is literally what you start to say, which is taking like a little break, even like a 10-minute break every day to do something you enjoy, something that brings you joy or peace. And it doesn't have to be formal meditation and like sitting in a corner, you know, reciting a mantra. It could be going on a walk. It could be cooking. It could be singing. It could be woodwork. It could be knitting. It could be art. It could be drawing. You know, it could be a lot of things that just make you present. And, you know, don't have a screen, but bring you into the moments. You're not worried about the past or the future. You're just present. Yeah, and I I think the whole idea of bringing you joy is what is really important. Whatever it is, again, it could just be listening to a fountain or whatever. If it makes you happy, it's going to uh, refresh you. It's going to help you feel better. And I think, too, that also recharges you to help you sleep better. So they all of your um, your uh, your relief five R plans they all go together. Well, you know, one kind of flows into the other. I think that's so true. Yeah, they really do. They kind of like piggyback on each other and reinforce each other and work synergistically. Yeah, and then exactly. um, the last piece just is. And the last piece, like we started talking about, is just relate, which is good relationships with yourself and with others and sort of having that good mindset and having supportive people around you because, you know, there's an old adage and it's unfortunately, unfortunately true. You're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. There's a lot of truth to that. You know, you never think about that, but you had some other statistics in your book that I thought were really fascinating. Um, And for example, if you're, uh, and I'm not looking at it right now, so I'm going to probably get it pretty wrong, but when we're talking about obesity, if one of your friends uh, is obese, then your chances go up. I mean, a good friend, your chances go up. The same with a sibling, et cetera. So that when you're talking about we are the sum of who we are interacting with, it's really critical that we choose our friends wisely, (laughs) you know, I mean, and decide to be around happy, positive people as opposed to negative people. Exactly. It's a ripple effect. I mean, if you're surrounded by negative people, you're going to take that on even subconsciously. That's going to be in your mindset. And if you're around positive people, it's going to lift you up. And then the best part is you're going to push that forward too and kind of pay it forward and be a positive person and help other people. So it's really neat if you think about it. No, I love it. You know, um, my background is in acting And one of the things that directors have always said when you're on a set is that I would rather have more energy and have you be big as opposed to being low energy because it's so much easier to pull somebody down, but it's harder to pull somebody up. 
So this is why you want to be around people who are positive, because otherwise you're going to be pulled down further. And that isn't good. Now, I really want to talk about inflammation because, you know, when people when we think about inflammation, you know, I I don't know if we think about it internally. You know, we might think, oh, we bump our knee and it um, it feels hot and, you know, it's gotten inflamed. But we have what's contributing to the pain are factors that are inflaming our internal organs. Could you speak to that a bit, please? Definitely. That's a great question. So, yeah, inflammation is happening in our spine, in our vessels, in our organs. So heart disease and diabetes are also inflammatory conditions. Just because you don't see the swelling, like when you bump your knee, that's still what's going on. It's an inflammatory reaction is a big part of those conditions. So we really want to reduce inflammation. And I like to give the analogy, just because it is visual, that, you know, someone with knee arthritis, if you have an x-ray of their knee, you know, it's close to being bone on bone or there's some wear and tear, that arthritis is always there, but it's not always swollen, right? And when it's swollen is when it's painful. So inflammation in general means hot, red, painful, loss of function. But if you do things that reduce inflammation, like the Relief 5R plan, then it's not inflamed. And that goes for your whole body. So if your whole body or systemic inflammation level is high, that's going to feed more inflammatory diseases and more inflammatory pain. So it's really to our advantage to look upstream, right? So not just put the Band-Aid on once you have the pain, but be more proactive instead of reactive, be preventive, and focus on these factors, these lifestyle factors that make a huge difference in lowering whole body inflammation. So are you saying that even if you had, going back to the knee analogy here, even if the x-ray shows it's bone on bone and you should be grinding away, a person could have no pain if they don't have inflammation. So it's the inflammation that is causing the pain. It is inflammation that's causing the pain. I mean, if it's totally bone on bone, then it probably is going to be painful because it's hard to not have any inflammation. But um, yeah, I mean, if it's close to bone on bone and not quite bone on bone mechanically, yeah, we see two different people. I see, especially with back pain all the time, you know, in the back arthritis is called stenosis often, and that means narrowing of the spinal canal. I'll see someone who has severe stenosis. There's almost no room for their nerves to get by and go into their legs, and they just have a little backache. And then I see another person, and they're almost crippled by it. Mm-hmm. And it's what's the difference? It's the inflammation and it's these lifestyle factors. So for those kind of um, events, very often there are injections. And what do injections do? I mean, are they harmful? I guess they're steroidal injections or, or cortisone or something like that. Are they harmful? I mean, that, so the first thing people should do is try to adopt or attempt to adro- adopt the, your prescription with the five R's. But if those aren't working, is an injection okay? I mean, it depends on each person's, obviously, individual medical history, and so you need to talk with your own doctor. But um, generally, sometimes people do need an injection to get them over the hump. And you're right, it's usually steroid or cortisone. And what that is, is that's the most powerful anti-inflammatory we have. So it cuts the swelling and it cuts inflammation. But unfortunately, it's usually temporary. So like I said, in a certain situation, it may be okay, but only if you're going to do these other things to help make it last and to help prevent the inflammation from coming back and just being in this cycle where you just, you get the shot and then you have to get it again next month and next month and next month. You know, that's what we don't want. 
So, so basically you could, I mean, again, everyone would have to talk to their doctor, but basically you could get an injection and then implement, I mean, if you're not able to do it on your own. So, and then implement the five R's, the relief five R plan. And really that should, I mean, hopefully you would be able to um, stop the inflammation if you really changed your lifestyle. Exactly. That's the exact concept. And I even see that people with surgery. It. So if you need surgery, you know, that's okay too. This, the 5R plan is going to enhance it. It's going to optimize your outcome. It's going to make your recovery better. And it's going to hopefully help prevent you from having more serious surgeries in the future. So now what about microboosts? You were talking about microboosts um, at the beginning. What actually is a microboost and how is that going to help someone? So a microboost is a little step that adds up to big ease and relief, and it's the term I sort of coined. And the concept is, again, to make it practical and easy, and that's what we want, right? We're all busy. We all have so many commitments, professionally and personally, and we want to carve out time to help ourselves and lower inflammation and prevent pain, but we need little simple steps, and that's what a microboost is. And so, you know, an example of a microboost is, you know, switching all your drinks to drinks that don't have sugar, so it's not right. a huge task, right? But it can still right. cut inflammation significantly. It's amazing how many things have sugar in them when you don't think they have sugar in them. Uh, when I was just reading about orange juice, for example, you think that, okay, having, having orange juice would be a healthy alternative to a soft drink. But then, you know, um, pre-made orange juice has lots of sugar. So you better squeeze your own. It does. Right? You yeah, better and you know what? squeeze your own. I, I, actually, <laughs> I love it. You better squeeze your own. But actually, the best thing to do is actually to eat an orange because when you just do the juice, you lose the fiber that comes with mm-hmm. the orange, mm-hmm. and that's what actually slows down the insulin spike and the sugar glucose spike too. So if you can just eat an orange, that's better than just squeezing out the sugary, juicy part. So is that with all fruits then? Um, is that the whole thing with all fruits, Dr. Sharma? I mean, if would it be best just to eat the fruits as opposed to drink the fruits? Yes, it would for pretty much all fruits because you're losing all the nutritious parts if you just do the juice. Mm. So if you can eat the berries, bite the apples, you know, have the watermelon, that's much better than just squeezing the juice out. And speaking of berries, this is something that you recommend is, you know, substitute all those sweet uh, desserts and just decide to eat some berries after dinner. And you'll be a lot healthier because berries really do uh, relieve or alleviate a lot of inflammation. So I think that's such a, a great tip. Well, I love, I really love the book. The book is The Pain Solution, Five Steps to Relieve and Prevent Back Pain muscle pain, and joint pain without medication. The foreword is by Dr. Andrew Weil, who, as everyone knows, is, um, is an incredible uh, physician who really believes in the natural path of doing things. Uh, the author is Saloni Sharma, S-A-L-O-N-I Sharma, S-H-A-R-M-A. And I want to give your website out. It is salonisharmamd.com. You can also find her on Facebook and also on Instagram. Do you want to just end the segment with uh, your final tips or suggestions for anybody who might be uh, having pain? And I know we don't want them to 
go to the medicine cabinet and grab the first pill. So <laughs> just give us your, uh, your I mean, I, wind up. I think the first thing to do is if you're having severe acute pain, get it checked out. But if it's something that's lingering and it's been checked out, then really pause and think about, am I getting good sleep? Am I de-stressing? And right now, especially with this lingering pandemic, I think stress is a big issue. So if people can even download a free mindfulness app or do the adult timeout for 10 minutes a day, that can really impact their pain. Or just do as you say and, you know, shut your eyes for a couple of minutes and stay so calm. I love that. I thought that was really fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sharma, for coming on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. The Pain Solution, Five Steps to Relieve and Prevent Back Pain, Muscle Pain, and Joint Pain. Please visit her website, and it is salonisharmamd.com. Thanks again for coming on Star Style. Thank you, Cynthia. Stay healthy. (laughs) You too. When uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about parents. And parents need more praise because they have the very hard job and they don't get enough appreciation. So I'm going to give all these parents out there a pat on the back. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Stay with me. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you are a boss and you have unhappy, underachieving employees, the problem may be you. Here are a few ideas to help you be a great boss. Be a role model. Set the pace for your company. Talk regularly about job performance with your employees. Make your workers the most important people because they are. Let your employees know their opinions are valued. Don't micromanage. Praise often and criticize only when absolutely necessary. Hire talented people. Great bosses surround themselves with smart, savvy employees. Your workforce is a reflection of who you are. So choose and manage wisely. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we are back, and you're still listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And uh, I am really hoping that everyone can eliminate their pain and use those five steps to relieve and prevent back pain by uh, using Dr. Sharma's uh, techniques because they make just really, really, really good sense. And that's what we all need to have. Well, parents do need a pat on the back. There's no doubt about that. And if you are a parent, uh, I just want to salute you because these last few years have been hard. It's been, what, two years and four months of a pandemic. We've had crazy uh, political scenes. Um, There's the war in Ukraine. There's inflation. There's a lack of supply of a lot of things. Um, monetary things have been up and down, gas prices are high, and it's hard for parents to get everything under control and keep their kids happy. And it is so natural for parents to doubt themselves at times, and especially if their child experiences a behavioral or a social or an academic challenge. Because when a child is struggling or they're sick, um, conscientious parents tend to first look at themselves and try to ask, what did I do or what didn't I do that could have contributed to the issue? So an example is, is, you know, if your, um, if your you know, nine-year-old daughter wasn't included in a classmate's sleepover party, not only do the parents feel bad for her, but the parents might actually blame themselves because maybe they didn't get to know the classmate's parents or maybe they didn't invite the, the other child to their house often or not enough. Or maybe they didn't help their own child be social enough. So there uh, is a lot of compare and despair syndrome that all too often results in parents feeling unhappy with their own situation while seeing supposed evidence of other people or families being much more successful. And of course, social media doesn't help. Uh, most people present their best self on social media, and there's really no room for the imperfections. So it's easy for adults as well as, you know, the kids and teenagers to feel inferior. So we can't compare ourselves to others. That leads to negative feelings about ourselves and about our lives. And it's really important to realize that we can't always see behind the scenes of what is going on in other people's lives. And that makes us unable to evaluate accurately. So if you actually find yourself automatically trying to make comparisons, just be aware that you're doing, you know, that you are doing this. And then let yourself know this is counterproductive. And it might take a while to first catch yourself doing it and then to block that out of your vocabulary or your mind. And a tool in this process is to think of all that you have to be grateful for. Instead of feeling diminished and making comparisons, have an attitude of gratitude for what you have. We talk about gratitude so often. And the reason that we do is because it is so very, very important. And I think you'll find that when you are grateful for even the smallest things, 
life just gets so much better. And we tend to look at all these tiny adventures and, you know, tiny experiences in the grander scheme of things. Now, if you need more of affirmation from others as an individual or especially as a parent, you have to take some action for yourself. Don't let your pride or embarrassment stand in your way. Let those close to you know how you're feeling. Some will offer validation right away and say, oh my gosh, no, you're doing a great job as a parent. Look at how wonderful your kids are. You know, look at how caring they are about family. Whereas others might need a cue that you could use a boost. So ask what they see you doing well and how they view you as a parent. You can um, ask your partner, you can ask a friend, you can ask a sibling, you know, but you want to, you do want to get feedback. Uh, and obviously, you, you know, if they're failing in some way, failure's fertilizer, you can make an adjustment. One of the things that's good is always to ask older children to tell you what they like about you and to skip the critiques for now. You can ask younger kids maybe to draw a picture of you and tell you what's in the picture. Chances are it's going to be a very loving photo, a very loving picture that's drawn, and the words are going to be important. You know, sometimes teenagers can be a little more difficult, I want to say, or they hold back on what they really believe. But, you know, when they get a little age on them, then they look back on these days and they realize that how great their parents are. There was this I forget the exact quote, but it was so, it was funny. It was like, when I was 15, I thought my parents needed to grow up because they were just, you know, so uncool. But by the time I was 22, I realized I needed to grow up and they are totally cool. So, you know, parents are urged to listen carefully and offer positive, encouraging comments to their kids. But so often what goes on address is that parents would love to receive that as well. So maybe we could have a systematic approach that ensures that everyone in the family gets the appreciation they need. Maybe we could share a meal, you know, at, at dinner time, maybe go around the table and just take turns and everyone share a very specific thing they appreciate about each member of the family. Or you may want to have a time when everyone can share something they're proud of about themselves. And then they could receive affirmations from everyone in the family. And if you don't want to have regular family meetings, you could just do this on an impromptu basis and say, you know, today we're going to just do a, a how great I am <laughs> uh, exercise. And let's just talk about how great I am. And each person could go around the table and say, well, this is what I think I'm great at. Now, your children will become used to noticing the positive behavior among family members, and they're going to learn how to share those observations. And then they're going to offer others some compliments, and they will also get reinforcement for their own positive words and actions. It is just more meaningful if you can give an example of positivity. So not just saying, you know, oh, you're such a nice person. That is useful, but it's not the best. We have to be a little bit um, more, you know, more effusive, I think. That is the most important thing to do. So um, what we're going to be doing is if a child is labeled as smart and another is labeled as kind, each of those kids may not feel that they're smart or kind or that they don't have all the 
all the qualities. So use some action words, not just nouns and adjectives. And, um, you know, make sure that you let everyone on your team and in your family know how much they are appreciated. The hope is that you will be able to receive recognition and appreciation from those whose opinions are most meaningful to you. And many of us receive validation from our jobs, and that's great. But it really is important to look for ways to fill up our personal and our emotional tanks. And we can ask others to help us with this endeavor from time to time. And I think it's best to ask your family. So that is our show for today. As always, I thank you for being with me every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And I really like helping you be the best that you can be. We're always live here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And afterwards, you can find us in the archives or wherever you listen to your radio shows or your podcasts, including, you know, Apple or uh, Spotify, whatever you need. For more information about Star Style or to purchase any of my books, visit StarStyleRadio.com or CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity or to volunteer, get involved, make a comment, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Also, for your summer reading, there are literally thousands of book reviews available at BTSYA.org to help you choose appropriate books for your children and teens. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week, because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And also, Just think about the pain solution, how you can conquer pain through the five R's. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And don't forget, it is pollinator week. So go out into nature and praise the pollinators. Thanks for joining me. And we'll be together again next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. And don't forget to tune in on Sundays, 3 p.m. Pacific, to our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. All right. You have a great week. Happy summer. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.